Come and take it for a W. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. It's a show specifically for you, Sacramento. Whitey. You got a new song out of this anyway. Hoops, I did it again. So that's... Right. Hello. No. Nope. No. Nope. Watkins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I don't want to be the wet blanket on everybody. It's Whitey and Watkins, and it starts. Hurry up! No. No. Happy Thursday, best day of the week. Isn't life yeah. funny? Sometimes in life, something happens to you. When it happens, you think, "Oh, what am I going to do? It's terrible." And you don't realize, no, there's a tremendous upside. For example, Chris Watkins. What's that? My understanding is, my scouts tell me, sources mm-hmm. say that your softball team is eliminated from <laughs> the postseason, so you don't have a game tonight, and tonight normally is softball night. So it's like, oh, well, that's too bad. You had a great year. I know yeah. you had a great statistical yeah. season. Yeah. You're one of those guys that only cares about his own numbers. <laughs> yep. But you had a great year. But now, oh, no softball tonight. You get to watch the Vikings. Yeah. It's, hey! Uh, I don't I, – in some ways, it feels like I've lost twice. Uh, you know? <laughs> you just got <laughs> continental, son. <laughs> it, uh, that it just, might not be the best way to look yeah, at it. You know, there is there was definitely a part of me that – you know, we were in a, a doubleheader situation last week where we had to win both games in order to make the playoffs and play today. And there was a part of me that was like, you know, it really wouldn't it wouldn't be the worst thing if we lost cuz I do get to watch the game, but also, you know, did you throw the game? I Did you th- I did have an unusual amount of errors. Wow. That's what I would say. Oh no. I didn't throw the game, however, the errors were up and you know it uh it might have you know it might have been a subconscious thing but uh <laughs> yeah i mean i definitely played my part in us not making the playoffs that's what oh, i would well. say but uh yeah you know it i guess it is some sick consolation prize that i do get to watch uh, the Vikings, because who knows? You know, I've, I've been really down. I've probably been too down all week uh, on the Vikings' chances, but there is there is a shot that uh, that I get surprised tonight, and uh, it's one of the few days where uh, I expect my team to lose and they actually pull through and win. So uh, there's, there's a small piece of me that's rooting for that, but I, I don't know if I want to vocalize it. You know, I don't follow the Vikings quite as closely you as you do. No, you it seems to me, you know, and I can't remember these things, didn't the two teams play last year? Yeah, yeah, they played last year, and I don't, um, I don't know. Did that? Did it go well for your squad? Or? It, it did not. It did not go well. <laughs> it was you know, around I, the same time yeah. like this last year. It was early in the season, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, I believe it was like 38 to seven. It was just a complete blowout. The Vikings had two really big blowouts last year was to the Cowboys and the Eagles. And oh, uh, well, it was really the only two good teams they played last year. Hence why everyone revenge claimed them to be dish frauds. best served cold tonight sure. on Thursday night football. Absolutely. We're Amazon. <laughs> exactly. For, for all those who figure it out by midway through the second quarter that it's on Amazon and how to, how to actually get it up. It's a, uh, yeah, it'll Hello. be exciting, hopefully. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. I mean, the Vikings definitely uh, are due for a win against the Eagles. Also, I think the time before the the game you mentioned last year was in the uh, divisional championship game after the Vikings had the the miraculous mini, mini, Minneapolis miracle mm. uh, where Stevon Diggs obviously had that See, massive touchdown. See, that's the touchdown. one I was thinking the of. The following week, yes. the Vikings uh, get absolutely obliterated by Nick Foles to uh, miss We're out on the We're all part of the same miracle. Didn't feel like I was that day. Uh, you know, that fighting game the game, like Amazon Prime, that's easy. The one I have problems with, seriously, is when there's an, a major league game, I think it's Friday nights on 
Apple Plus because there's yeah. one Giants game a couple weeks ago. It's yeah. not that I couldn't find it. I had no idea that's where it was. Yeah. It's like, what? Well, I guess the game's not on. Yeah. And, and they I just won't out, no, put it on, on the oh, regional okay. networks too, right? Like yeah. it'll just be blacked out everywhere except for Apple. And it's like, yeah, I don't know how. But Steph supposed. Curry, I think, got everybody a free Apple Plus preview when his doc yeah. came out. So you could, I could have used that. Not but me. I didn't know it was on. I didn't cash that out. Uh, thank you, Steph Curry, for offering that to everybody. But yeah, I didn't touch that. I should have offered. I missed Ted Lasso. I, I still haven't seen the last mm-hmm, season of mm-hmm. Ted Lasso, but uh, yeah, w- was a nice gesture by Steph. Did you know that this Sunday Brock Purdy and Matt Stafford will make NFL history? Really? Mm-hmm. Um, trying to guess what that history would be. Uh, first quarterbacks to ever go into a game one and zero. In one corner, there's Matt Stafford, a 15 year veteran. First pick in the 2008 NFL Draft, Ah, Brock Purdy, just in his second season. Final pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. Okay. So, Andrew Siciliano pointing out Sunday's game will mark the first time we've ever seen a quarterback taken number one overall. Sure. Face a quarterback selected with the last overall pick. Never happened before. That's pretty cool. That's kind of cool. Like, I mean, you know, I don't know how many quarterbacks have even been picked last, so I don't know how big the pool was, but... That's pretty cool. I mean, and you know, that's just really speaking to uh, again to to Brock's unlikely story. I mean, that's just it's just absolutely absurd that we're we're in year two of this guy's career and he's already established himself as somebody who's who's capable of breaking a record, like, yeah, or setting a record, I yeah. guess, like that. Matthew Stafford was really good last week. He was incredible. Yeah, I mean, against all odds, what was it? Two two Atwell and and Puka some, something like Puka they, Nakua. Yes, Puka Nakua. I knew it was a really cool name like that. Puka Nakua. Uh, I mean, just just incredible. Didn't have Cooper Cup. Everyone was kind of expecting the Rams to have a down a year in general. If you, if you had said that on the radio, like before I knew who he was, I said, "Hey, hey, you can't." Yeah, Koopa Nakua. You can't say You're that like, right. dude, relax, okay? Like, we got, you got the dump button ready back there because good for him. Yeah, what, 10, 10 for one hundred nineteen. Incredible. I mean, and yeah, he was a fifth round rookie. So I mean, really. Not much hype around, I mean, really no hype around him at all. Uh, but it's kind of, I mean, if the Rams end up having a, a really successful season by by the expect in terms of what they were expected to do, I think it's a good, like, showing of, of really what this Rams team is. Like, it's so many young, even rookies at that, that are just trying to mold with a couple veterans as well. I mean, they still have a lot of the remnants of their Super Bowl teams, but at the same time have a ton of young pieces. Like, that's going to be the balancing act that the Rams are going to try and balance all year. There's some really funny audio from um, Coach Shanahan yesterday. He was talking about the team. Yeah. And, you know, you know, in this, Bill Walsh was the best at this. No matter who you're playing, you talk him up. But he had to talk about how, yeah, you know, you look at the team and they've got the same coaches and the same schemes. And, okay, you watch the tape and – you don't know who all the guys are. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, you yeah. know who 99 is. Yeah. And they got oh, yeah. the same system. Yeah. But I'll say this for the Rams. Uh, DK Metcalf came out this week and yeah. he said of the Seahawks who lost to Rams, he said, we didn't play very hard. Or I think he said, I didn't play as hard as I could have. And we know that Gino said that after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, we didn't play as hard as they did. Sometimes teams say that when they get their, their fannies, yeah. paddled yeah because it's easier to say oh we didn't play as hard as them that's easier to say than it is to say we, they just they just destroyed us. us yeah absolutely i mean it's because it sounds like something you can control like exactly you can, you can control effort and so next time we play them we're just going to be able to we're going to we control ourselves exactly exactly and it's not not giving them any credit you know i'm sure a little bit of the rivalry plays into that as well but and you know i'm not saying that's not true you know it's definitely is the seahawks probably went out there and expected 
to kind of roll. I, I think they expected to do with the to the Rams what the Rams ended up doing to them. I thought that you know that it felt like Seattle kind of just when you don't start with the intensity, it's kind of hard to to ramp it up in the middle of the game. And it, it felt like by the time, you know, they kind of realized, oh, this Rams team is for real, it was kind of over by then. So, mm-hmm. And the 49ers, know. we know it's like a home game down there. Oh, yeah. Um, was a vivid seating, says 64% based on ticket sales. Looks like it'll be. <laughs> it'll be more than that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because not everyone buys their tickets right. through them. Yeah, so, right. I mean, that's, okay, somewhat uh, useful, but I don't think it's the be-all, end-all. And then the 49ers, and we actually found this out yesterday during our show, 49ers going to be wearing red. So, oh. they're wearing their home red jerseys. <laughs> They're just fully leaning yeah. into it. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. I can't believe the Rams would allow them, like, because I'm pretty sure the home team that's, gets first dibs, yeah. right? So I can't believe the Rams would allow them to do that and just let comedy ensue. I mean, it's really, it, like, in every aspect, it's going to be a home game for the Niners. Like, they don't have to travel that far. It's, what, a 30, 45, maybe an hour-long plane ride to, to SoFi, and then... Uh, yeah, I mean, the crowd is going to be in their favor. They're in a dome. Like, there's not really, you know, any adversity that they're going to be facing in that game with the exception of, like you said, number 99 is really the the big thing that I think could throw a wrench in their plans to just kind of dominate the day. As you guys know, I like to look at the other side of the issue. Mm-hmm. Sure. They haven't had that much luck with their other jerseys at home, so maybe that's what they're thinking. You're talking the Rams? Yeah. What are the the blue ones? Yeah, with their, their with their home jerseys, they don't do that well uh, really? against the Niners. Mm. Well, the Niners just, just destroy them. I guess you got to. Tr- I guess you no know what that where point. they yeah. are, what they're wearing. <laughs> you got to try and shake you it up sometimes. Halloween you know? <laughs> costumes. It's not going to matter what you wear. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I, I I'm never a big believer in the uh, the uniform stat trackers and stuff like that, but. You know, I guess that might be the only stat you don't follow, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. I will bring that stat up during the King season. There's a I think Sack Uni Tracker uh, has all those stats. And so you know what my mom told me many sure. years ago, way back when Look teams good, always good, wore their they, they always wore their uh, colors, their solid colors at home. And the Rams and the Cowboys were two teams early on. They wore whites at home, mm-hmm. and it was kind of rare. And my mom, I remember my mom telling me that uh, the Rams did it because their quarterback said, it's easier for me to see the receivers if they're wearing white. I don't know if that's true, but. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, did, did she have any sort, like, did she say I read or she just kind of. We didn't have an internet then. Sure. You know, I mean, it's well, just paper. Pony I Express, <laughs> yeah. I think, came by that day. And- I mean, it kind of <laughs> makes sense, I guess. It's it's an interesting tactic. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, sure. There's There's got to be some validity to it. I could see how it would definitely stick out more than, like, your, you know, your, your, dark navy blue or something whatever the rams were wearing back then but now everything's so precise you know it's like yeah. you know where the guy's supposed to be even if you can't see him right so and i never you know to, to that jersey point like i never understood why the lakers were the only team that would wear like i mean their home jerseys at the time they have brought in white jerseys since but they used golden to only home. wear the golden ones yeah yeah, yeah. very interesting and uh the pacers also had some gold Oh, I guess so, huh? Yeah. They would have the gold ones, and then they would wear, like, the uh, blue the blue ones. Yeah. yeah, the blue ones on the road. I don't know. It's interesting how, uh, how people Anyway, basically, the Rams, the only chance they have is if Aaron Donald destroys uh, the right side of the 49er offensive line. Pretty much. And, like, even then, it's going to take some, some bad offense. And, you know, yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald can only do so much. That's the thing. I mean, the 49ers are pretty much the Rams of a couple years ago, if not even more so. 
uh, with with the talent that they have. And, yeah, the Rams have kind of been depleted at this point. They've lost Jalen Ramsey, uh, lost Bobby Wagner. You know, they, they pretty much on defense. Like they're, they went they're for the one Super Aaron Bowl, Donald they got Pitt. it, and now they're they got in it. Yep. disrepair. Whereas the 49ers are just they're trying to stay there every year. Yep. And as we talked about yesterday, I mean, they have the cap space to even add to uh, add to this crazy team. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's really no reason why the 49ers should struggle with the Rams, especially, like, the Seattle defense is not, by no stretch of the imagination, is an elite defense. The 49ers, their history has shown them to be elite, and the performance they put together last week was really dominant. There's no reason why the Rams should should carve apart the 49ers defense in the same way that uh that the Rams carved the uh, Seattle defense you never know for sure until the game sure. is actually played but I think the biggest difference there is the 49ers we know have a terrific uh withering pass rush right and Seattle basically didn't have one right they didn't get it I don't know that yeah. they got any, they didn't get any sacks I don't think they got any pressure on Stafford and I don't think the Rams offensive line is elite either like I'm pretty sure the the offensive line really was was a big reason why Matt Stafford ended up getting hurt last year I I think it's just going to be feeding season for the Niners and I think it's going to be a two one of the most one-sided on games on the whole schedule I this really weekend. think so I really do think so coming up next a former Kings first round pick is returning to Golden One next month. Tell you who, and uh, uh, we'll look a little bit at the all-time Kings three-on-three tournament, what that would look like next year with Whitey and Watkins on Sackdown Sports. Check out Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sackdown Sports and watch the show from your desk. Well... We were just talking about the Rams, and I happened to mention to Chris right before we came back, I saw something today about Puka Nakua had a great opening game as a rookie for the Rams. Yeah. 10 catches, 119 yards, and it has an unusual name. And, you know, it's not cool. It's a yeah. funny name, but it's an I unusual like it. name. I think yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And I, I, meant, I asked Chris if he'd heard what Puka Nakua's nickname was. Yeah, I said P-Nook, uh, Panuka Nuka. Given, given to him by his teammate Darian Kendrick. Sure. I believe is a defensive back who's practiced against him. Why not? You'll love this too, Chris Verlaud. Oh, so he'll apparently, love this. Um, Puka Nakua's nickname is Puka Doncic. Anything? No? Or do we like <laughs> Simone, Simone likes it. it. Chris? You got sausage arms and cankles. <laughs> Chris is not a fan. Okay, gotcha. I like it. I mean, I don't... Call I should I shouldn't be Lance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just going to start complaining for PIs every single time. <laughs> Maybe that's why they call him Puka. It's clever, Puka I guess. A little bit clever. A little bit. Yeah, like it's not – it's both great and it's terrible. Like, I mean, like what about his game really resembles Luka Doncic? Right, Obviously, that's the thing. Besides <laughs> the – yeah, like why? Puka, Luka, like I, I get that. I can draw – you know, I can connect those dots, but – I don't know. It's it's both great and also terrible at the same time. <laughs> Plus, like, the problem is, like, with a nickname, it's supposed to be better than your real name. Or, like, your – I guess it doesn't have to be better, but, like, it should fit equally as your name. And, like, I don't know. I shouldn't get into nickname Got politics. Got a lot of rules I know, on, uh, I know. Nicknames. We've already established that I'm not the one to What do you uh, think of Glock Purdy that really caught on on um, social media last week? Yeah, it's okay. Like, it, it's fine. <laughs> It's not, you know, again, it's I get it. I can connect the dots, but he's not really like a super gunslinger and you know, I he does play gunslinger esque, but I don't know. I feel like with a Glock Purdy, you know, you really gotta have a cannon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is it's kind of a tired take, but there's a lot of truth to it. 
Nicknames just aren't what they used to be. They're just not. And yeah, maybe that, that's. I don't know that that's I don't know bad, why but that is. yeah, I don't know why it is. It's definitely bad. It's definitely bad. Like nicknames, it almost like it adds to your legacy. Like Julius Irving is is cool, but like Doctor J is a legend. You know, like uh, Magic, even you know Irvin Johnson, sure, whatever. Magic Johnson, that guy was just creating things that weren't there. Like it, it's just. It doesn't really exist anymore. Like even Kevin Durant was Slim Reaper. That was a really cool nickname, but it just never it doesn't feel like they really stick as much as they used to. And like it almost feels like forced now. Yeah, if you go to basketball reference and look up the nicknames for a lot of these guys, eighty percent of them are ones that I've you've never heard of. Yeah. But even a guy like Patrick Mahomes, they don't he doesn't have a nickname, right? He Patrick should though. Mahomes doesn't have a nickname. One thousand percent should nicknames in sports are dead. Yeah. For better or worse. They're right. just they're just gone. Yeah. It, maybe it is it like a notoriety thing where maybe in the past, again, like Magic Johnson, like that's really marketable where in Dr. J, you know, selling Converse, whereas now it's like these guys are marketable just being themselves. They don't have to be this caricature. I, I think a big part of it, there are exceptions, but a big part of it is it used to be we got everything we knew about sports through the media, through mm-hmm. the writers. Right. And so writers would make up nicknames. Right. Now – we have the, the players have more direct access right. to us through social media mm-hmm. and they're on TV more and they don't I mean they don't come up with nicknames for themselves for the that's, most part some yeah, guys that's do a great point. Yeah. and that's those a, are that's also a great point worst. about the writers there hasn't been like a serial killer nickname in a long time either <laughs> <laughs> I, I <laughs> there's no night stalker out there anymore <laughs> I'm Gee. sure there is oh I'm man just, I miss those days yeah huh? you know what wow. that is that's a great point there isn't enough. Did you notice that the show just came to an absolute <laughs> stop right there? And it even even went backwards just a couple revolutions on that one note. It's just like, I've, and here we are. Junga, junga. I might have been watching a documentary about Dorothea Puente last night. That is so crazy. That, yeah, that brings it home. By the way, I know you don't the like Seattle, right? The worst part about right? not having nicknames. <laughs> Correct. I saw a real a documentary, not something uh, somebody crazy. made up. A documentary that said there are more serial killers in, in like Seattle in that area than anywhere else. I mean, like if I live there, <laughs> it rains too oh much. My God. I, all right, I kind of get it. You know, I kind of get it. Like Sometimes it rains a ju- lot there. Yeah, it's wet and wild up there for sure. If Things you're just happen. gonna stare out a window all day, you're gonna have some thoughts. Anyway. <laughs> No need to stare out a window. I would like to apologize to everybody now. <laughs> no need to stare out a window if you live around here October 1st, Sunday, October 1st. Of course, you have the uh, NFL going on. But uh, the Golden One Center is going to be hosting a three-on-three international cup. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Three by th- three-on-three international three? cup, October yeah. 1st. Jimmer's in it. Jimmer. That's exciting. This, that this is was announced incredible think, last return. month. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You got the 36 by 49 compact half court, 12 second clock. Oh, um, yeah. Three by three international cup showcases excitement, electricity, entertainment okay. of uh, three on three basketball. This is not the big three. Yes. This Very is uh, FIBA. And I think there's actually a chance for teams to qualify for things like the, the Olympics. Olympics. Right. Yeah. Because I think Jimmer was on the Olympic team for three on three, which, uh, you I think know, he has three on three gold, at least. I think FIBA so. gold. I don't know about. Olympic yeah, I don't gold. know about the Olympic gold. I know he, he got the FIBA gold and, uh, you know, they're really trying to push this as a thing. I don't know if it's 
like NBA sponsored or, or anything like that, but they're really trying to push this three on three basketball as like a, a, a future of basketball kind of event. And, uh, I'm not really buying it. It's got some interesting rules. Like you just kind of take out after a, a made shot, you just kind of clear it. And then like, there's no stopping. Like the, there's just constant mm-hmm. game flow. It's, it's interesting. And it's cool that Jimmer will uh, again. Yeah. He'll be making his return to Sacramento. Tickets, tickets start no. uh, at $20 no. and the events there's games going on like all day there. You definitely get your money's worth, but are you okay with the way I said it? Cause technically I was wrong and I don't know if anyone's called me on it. Because I said he was a first-round draft choice of the Kings. Technically, okay. it was, I think, Picking Milwaukee yes. who traded him to the Kings in a three-team deal that included Charlotte. So Yes, okay, that's what I was going to say. Because I know the Kings initially drafted, quote-unquote, Bismack Biombo, traded him from 7 to 10, took Jimmer, got back John Selmans as well for the return, and, but he uh, essentially yeah. was a King's first round yes. pick, right? I mean, okay. yeah. I cannot believe that you really pulled that video was huge. Like Jimmer, like that was literally around the Teach Me How to Dougie time, and that kid was it a kid? I think a kid made that Teach Me How to Jimmer song and video, and I I'm ashamed at how many times not I personally, but a group that I was in and watched yet, that. Video. Whatever, and yet I was not a Jimmer. That's guy, not even the low point of this segment. If you can, <laughs> that's incredible. That is an incredible fact. That's actually a fact to quote our man Draymond because it's it's just incredible. Just it's what a great segment this was. So, so here's my We're question. We're all part of the same yes. miracle. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, with Jimmer coming back, yeah, to Golden One. The if you return. took all the great Kings teams, yeah, all uh, of and them. Yeah, when there, you know, there have been a handful of really good ones. Yeah, you took the three best players off of each of the. You could do the bad teams too. For sure. That matter. Yeah, I mean, and you had a tournament. Mm-hmm. Who's winning that three-on-three tournament? It's and tough. Of course, to, we got to assume yeah. that the guys had played a while ago that yeah. they're back and they're full strength. Prime. Not, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This is like a two K thing where it's like, yeah, that's you're, exactly you're getting right. Them in their prime. And do you um, think this is uh, this is uh, survey poll worthy? Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Um, because there's like three or four that really stick out. Like, I mean, obviously the big one would be Webb, Peja, and Vlot. Um, Webb, Peja, and Bibby. That would that definitely be a one seed. I agree, but it might be more fun to put Jay Will in there, even though Bibby probably deserves it more. You're not wrong. It would be more fun, and maybe three on three basketball would would provide Jay Will a little, even more space to for creativity. I mean, you know, is, are you trying to win or are you trying to show, have a good entertainment We'd product? like to win. We want a lot of people coming. <laughs> okay, then Jay will is, is fine, yes. Uh, so that's fine. Jay will Peja, and, and Webb are Okay, uh, let me, can couple. I come up with the next one then? Absolutely. Yeah, I would go, I mean, I'd go Boogie and Gay Yep. and Isaiah Thomas. Absolutely. That would be a... That would probably be the number two seed because if you were to use the current squad... It'd obviously be Fox and Sabonis, but then that third person is is kind of they're lagging a little bit. Mm. Like it's either I bet you Monk would be the better three on three. Monk would definitely be the best three on three option, and I think you kind of got to put him like I guess Keegan or HB, but that just isn't. I, I think Malik Monk's the right choice. Yeah, I think Monk's the right choice. And I think in actual competitions, you probably have at least four guys, but obviously sure. they don't yeah, play at the well, same time. Yeah. Yeah. So then we would need one more team. Let's um, try and do a pre two thousands. That's what I would say. Unless okay, you want to do like 90, a Bano, Omri, Caspi, uh, Tyreek, <laughs> Tyreek. Yeah, Spencer Hawes can be thrown in there. That's a real murderer's I row. I was right thinking there. like, what was that ninety six team? You had Mitch, 
um, I don't know, Spud. And then <laughs> Can we do Mitch again? <laughs> Can we have two Mitches since this is 2K? <laughs> Can we just... Uh yeah, that's tough. Maybe not. Walt maybe Williams, we can just can we just Mitch do a and Rooney. I can don't we just know. have like a, a pre two thousands like oh okay. just everything you know we can do Theus we can do uh, Mitch and who do you want to have as a big Theus and Mitch and um... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Hassan Whiteside but he's not that's yeah, he doesn't no, go back unfortunately far um, anybody this is more your Sal Thompson. Whoever you want to put Tank there. Thompson, sure, okay. sure. All right, there we go. We'll get that up there. On, yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. So I like it. Uh, Theus, and what is that team? That's just that's a, just pre two thousands, I guess. All right. Um, I feel like there's a center I'm missing there, uh, but uh, Theus and Mitch, <laughs> a young Otis and Thorpe. Tank Thompson. Yes, Otis Thorpe was good. There you go. Yeah, nothing against Tank. Tank was good too. Yeah. But Otis Thorpe would be great. Yeah. Uh, Peja J Will Webb. Um, let's see. Fox a bonus monk, yeah. and then was the other one was uh, it boogie. boogie and yeah. Rudy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, again, I think the favorites would be Webb, Peja, and, and J Will, but don't sleep on Demarcus, Rudy, and It. That's a lot of scoring right there. All right, we'll get that up there so you can cast your votes. Vote early, <laughs> vote off, and up next, if you're going to take shots at the other team's coach, you got to do better than this, especially when the other coach is prime time. It's next with Watkins and Whitey on Sackdown Sports. Download the Sacktown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone. Poll is up. Sacktown Sports YouTube channel. Who do you got in a Kings all-time three-on-three tournament? Theus, Richmond, Thorpe. Uh, no votes. Weber, Peja, J. Will. 50% of the vote. Not many precincts have reported yet, and the voting is still uh, going on. Cousins, Gay, Isaiah Thomas. No votes. Fox, Sabonis, Monk. They have now taken the lead. Fox, Sabonis, Monk taking the lead. And I'm actually stupid enough to try to answer this <laughs> realistically. I'm really trying yes, to think no, who would win. You know and I, I think I would go with the Weber, Peja, J. Will team just because nobody else in that whole group shoots like Peja. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And Peja's also got, like, the size as well. Uh, you know, the, that's... That's pretty lethal, and it, it would be really, really tough to stop. And Weber's, you know, versatile enough as a big to kind of, you know, uh, Cousins will probably be an issue for him. But, I, you know, a guy like Sabonis, he should be able to to hold his weight around. And, it, you know, that, that team obviously had the most success probably of anybody else as well. So, uh, you know, they've, they've got a lot of things working in their favor. And, uh, you know, but I'm telling you, don't don't sleep on that IT, uh, IT gay and cousins. I just think that's a lot of scoring no to have to deal with. No votes. Incredible. Come on, people. I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to sway the vote. Uh, they're, they're all fine choices. You're going to have to. No. You're no. going to have to convince us why we should consider them. <laughs> vote for them. I mean, you know, it's... It's I could go I could go down it I mean Demarcus Cousins is uh, he again his size is going to be something I don't know if any of those other big men are going to be able to deal with he's also got the ability to to stretch the floor none of those other bigs have that ability Rudy Gay is kind of a a, a five tool player he can do a little bit of everything not really excellent at one specific thing but has enough athleticism I think to uh, to to mess around with some of those other guys and. You know, he he can shoot the ball. He's definitely nowhere near Peja, but he also matches Peja's size. So uh, there's that. And then IT is just an absolute bucket. Like, I think people look at this, and part of the problem 
it's very early. It's yeah. not really a problem. But part of the issue for people <laughs> not voting for Cousins Gay and IT is because it's just that era is like, yeah. Eh. No, it wasn't sure. my favorite era at Kings basketball. Definitely not. And I understand that. And there wasn't a lot of positives to take. But those three were pretty much the biggest positives to have in that era. And, you know, they some argue that they were really close to figuring it out. And they just never really had the we'll get Michael support Malone to staff coach him. around them. If we can get Michael Malone to coach them, that's, that's the team back. I'm taking. Exactly. We're running it back. Uh, and just the level of intensity. He's the only person to get through to DeMarcus Cousins. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, I I would love Mike Brown, but I would take uh, I would take Mike Malone in that coaching advantage as well. Hey, we running this back. We running this back. Come on. It's uh, been from a while the text line three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. From the two zero nine need more sauce Castillos. Yeah, we couldn't quite find a spot for him. Yeah, there was no I, way he can Demarcus back, was... He can be a backup for one of those no, for that team, I guess. Right? There's no way Fifth Demarcus man, would allow him on the team. Sixth man on a five man roster. I think that's fitting. Maybe that. Yeah. Maybe if uh, maybe if Demarcus needed like a, a pregame punching bag or something, he would love to have Nick. But uh, really, not much use for Sauce Castillo in this three. Though, I mean, if Jimmer's killing it, I, you know, who am I to say that Sauce Castillo wouldn't have his moment as that's well? Right. Yeah. We should have put Jimmer in there somewhere. I maybe. guess so. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he could have replaced it. I guess. But with the current okay. team and also with that Weber Page of J Will team, you probably could come up with two. From each of those rosters, probably come up with two different teams. Three on three, yeah. that would be pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you can even have like a, a uh, who would be the remaining, Doug, you could have, I mean, yeah, a Mike, Doug, and Vladdy, like that, that's competing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know where they would finish on the on the totem pole, but that's, you know, that's also a really good team. Yeah. You get a chance to look at that. Uh, Sackdown Sports YouTube channel, thanks, and thanks for participating in the chat today. You know, uh, college coaches sometimes will take shots at each other. Sometimes they take the high yeah. road. Jay Norvell, Colorado State, he tried to play it both ways. Uh, initially, as he talked about this upcoming game against Colorado and Deion Sanders, he was complimentary. Uh, let's see, earlier in the week, this is what Norvell said about Coach Sanders. Deion Sanders has had a lot of public critics. I'm not one of them. I really respect all head coaches and the sacrifices they've had to make to become head coaches. And I appreciate the path they have to go through to get there, especially African-American coaches. I was happy to see Dion get his opportunity. I had to wait a long time to get mine. Okay. That was Jay Norvell earlier this week. For sure. Mm -hmm. Not much about that. Yeah. Well, now. So what's the story? He said yesterday during his weekly radio show, I don't care if they hear this in Boulder. (laughs) Okay. I, I told ESPN, I took my hat off. And I took my glasses off. I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. Deion Sanders sounds a little salty. Likes to wear sunglasses and he does, yeah, hats. When I mean, he that's does part interviews. of his. That's part of his swag, you know. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I think I hear kind of what he's trying to say there, and I. I don't understand it. I definitely don't co-sign the message. No, like, initially he said, I don't really want to talk about Sanders right yeah, now. Yeah, well, and the fact that he said, <laughs> I, I'm i actually, I'm not one of those people who's been critical of Dion. next day. Let me criticize, let me tell you something about Dion Sanders. Like, uh, yeah, like, get out of here, bro. Come on. Like, you're not going to take him seriously. Like, you know, Mike McDaniel, he wears sunglasses and a hat and talks a little, you know, loose with media. Like, are we not going to take Mike McDaniel seriously? Like, you know, Deion Sanders is is two and zero right now. I I don't see what the it's, issue is with him wearing a hat and some sunglasses while uh 
while speaking to the media. What's, it's, what's it's, the problem? It's dumb enough and unnecessary as it is. It's like, you just don't need to go there. But then when it's, that's what my mother taught me. Well, yeah, I you mean, realize you're taking a shot at Deion Sanders' that's mother. The thing. And I know you <laughs> didn't mean to, but that's right. what you're doing. Why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, it also, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't understand any of the comments that he's trying to make there, and it, it kind of feels like he's trying to say something else. And I, I just, I, 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 just, the comments were just very unnecessary. Yeah, like why are you taking shots at Dion's mom or how he's raised? And you know, obviously Dion has two sons on his team as well, so like, I don't want to. Do I'm not trying this? to like slippery slope or no, I know. write I, things that aren't there, but like, I know what you mean. You know, yeah. I think you agree with this. You can't help but read this and wonder if there's code in there. Yes. And maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But that's on him. Right. For leaving that open to interpretation, for going right. anywhere near that, where you yes. would look at that and go, I wonder if he's really, you know, if there's a racial tone to this. Yes. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But if he doesn't go anywhere near those things, and if he deals with this differently, we don't have a chance to wonder that. Right. Absolutely. Like, And just, like... <laughs> I just don't yeah, like if he's not Come trying on, to Norvell, if he's not trying to say something else, then like seriously, I want like I'm legitimately curious what is the issue with wearing sunglasses and wearing a hat and wearing a hoodie? Mm -hmm. Like what is like seriously, what is your problem with it? Like what what you if someone's gonna ask you a question, you better make sure to look them in the eyes and give them a response. Like it's not, you know, nineteen sixty four anymore. Like it's 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 okay. Like those kind of manners or whatever you want to say, they don't really exist anymore. Well, this rivalry is generating a lot of attention, including college game day from ESPN. So, you know, Colorado State, they're probably They're garbage. They're, they're garbage. They're, they lost to Sac State last year forty one. So to they're nothing. buckling a little bit under all this the spotlight <laughs> and the attention. Uh Norvell said some of his players did on camera interviews. It was great. I loved it. But our kids come out of those interviews really with a chip on their shoulder. Mm. They're tired of, tired of all that stuff. They're really tired of it. They, Colorado, they're not going to like us no matter what we say or do. It doesn't <laughs> matter. So let's go up there and play. That's oh. just how I feel about it. Uh, see, I didn't know this. So does Colorado State play Colorado this week? Yeah, that's that's yeah. Oh, okay. See, yeah, that's I mean, that's why is... it's a thing. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, this guy is doing himself no favors. No, he's, he's doing his. He's not only he's doing his team no favors, especially like this feels like this is going to be a seventy-five to nothing beat down, and if anything, he's going to have problems after the game when Dion doesn't pull his starters until the fourth quarter to to teach this guy a lesson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just a misstep. I mean, he, I'm sure he didn't know what to do, and we were going to get thrashed anyway. Yeah. but you yeah, know, got to try to make headlines for sure. At uh, Caesar Sportsbook uh, this afternoon, Colorado twenty three point favorite. So, I would take the. I would Taking definitely. The over now? I would take the over. I would take. It should. Up, it up, definitely up, up. should. I would put Colorado plus fifty at this or minus fifty. I guess at this point, there's just there's there's no way Dion's going to take lightly to that, and uh, I can't wait. Now I really can't wait to hear Dion's press conference. He might wear two glass, two pairs of sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. He might wear all chains that he has. Just a stack of hats. Yeah, just stack the hats up. <laughs> wear like five hoodies. Just do it on him. Like absolutely, this that's guy's an asking, unforced guy's, error right there. Exactly, this guy's asking for. <laughs> Coming up, meet your 2023 NBA non-stars next with Whitey and Watkins on Sackdown Sports. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins on Sackdown Sports. Good news for you, Chris Watkins. Sackdown Sports YouTube poll here. Who you got in the Kings three-on-three -three tournament? Your team, Cousins, Gay, Isaiah Thomas, they're on the board. That was me. <laughs> okay. That was my vote. 
Well, bless you for being So honest. they are on the board, and, uh, you know, I just had to, you know, open the floodgates a little, and then, you know, once people see, well, I guess you don't see the result until after you vote, but, uh, you know, just, people Fox, vote for that. Fox the bonus monk. I got an idea. Fox the bonus monk leading the way. This Richmond Thorpe. Still not on the board yet. Well, you know, be, uh, it's a YouTube poll. You know, people who are on YouTube are youngsters. You know, they don't know right. nothing about that era of Kings basketball. Yeah, we like, could have an all all time franchise throwback roster: Oscar Robertson and oh my Nate gosh. Archibald and somebody and my uh, guy Jerry Lucas. Jerry Lucas. Oh, Jerry Lucas <laughs> has to be involved. I mean, you look at his numbers. Yeah, the the unretired Jerry Lucas number. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got something for you. You know that we're still the NBA world is still a buzz over the the new rules of player participation yeah. policy i've got two quotes and i want you to tell me who said these two things but okay. wait until you hear both okay okay all right this first one is from february of 2023 quote the suggestion that these men somehow should just be out there more for the league's own sake i don't buy into this year we're going to likely break the all-time record for ticket sales uh so our fans aren't necessarily suggesting that they're that upset with the product that we're presenting. Okay. Okay, That's and this is um, number two, who said this. If you're a healthy player in this league, the expectation is that you're going to play. This is ultimately about the fans, and we've taken load management too far. Um, well, the first one, I believe, was Adam Silver at the All-Star game. That's correct. Week. Okay. The, the second one... Second one was also Adam Silver. Okay, I was like, second one also sounds like it was Adam Silver, maybe like last week. Okay. Yeah, it was yesterday, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So just... So you remember that at the All-Star game? I do, yeah. Load management, that's it's, good. Yeah, fans it's like... Over, the, the fans are telling us they don't mind. It was the strangest thing. It was, I mean, yeah, I was I was in the room when he said it, um, and there was, it was one of those moments where, he, you know, like sometimes people say things and then there's like a, murmurs that go around almost instantly. It was one of those cases where he's fans fans don't seem to mind, and then you can kind of see everyone just kind of look at the reporter next to them. Like, mm-hmm. does this guy really just say that fans don't seem to mind it? Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, Adam says, what, four months later, it's just gone too far. We've taken this it's too gone far. way too far. It went from completely not a problem, not an issue, actually even had numbers. He was like, actually, when you look at it, like – there's no dip in in attendance and mm-hmm. viewership has never been higher, and then all of a sudden it's like no, like this has become a very serious issue. We've gone that, too far, and if it's not addressed now, I'm I'm worried for the state of our league. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We'll see if they get anything accomplished here. Interestingly, the new rule, as you probably know, the new policy actually supplies us with a definition of what a star player is. So by the NBA's definition of what a star player is, for the purposes of figuring out who you can apply this policy to, here now are your 2023 NBA non-stars. Okay. All right? It's like the non-stars and the all-stars. These guys are not stars, according to the new policy, but they're the best of the non-stars. Okay. Russell Westbrook. Okay. Congrats, Russ. You're officially not a star. Ingram. Wow, that's actually really surprising. Okay. Golden State Warriors have a representative. His name is Clay Thompson. Wow, Clay hasn't made any all in. Wow, that's shocking. From Lakers. the New York Knicks. <laughs> From the New York Knicks, say hello to Jalen Brunson. Oh, that's sad. That's that's going to change soon. This will be his last year as a non-star, I feel like. Representing the Philadelphia 76ers on the non-stars, Tyrese Maxey. He's too young. I guess at this point he just hasn't been able to earn it, but that's uh, okay. That's 
that's great for the Sixers. I mean, and for the Warriors as well. The fact that Clay doesn't count towards the resting. I mean, that's two other youngsters from the Toronto good. Raptors. Former Rookie of the Year Scotty Barnes. Interesting. So Rookie of the Year officially doesn't count then. All from right. the Orlando Magic, Paolo, Paolo Bancaro. Paolo Bancaro. And rounding out our non-star squad okay. from the world champion Denver Nuggets, Jamal Murray. Wow. Buried the lead a little bit there. Jamal Murray not being in that list is Those inc- are not stars. How has he not been in all-star? Wow. Wow, that's crazy. I can't believe Jamal Murray has not been an all-star, all-NBA, nothing. Wow, that's crazy. Well, now, that's, that's a great list of players. Keep in mind that could change if any of these guys makes the all-star team right. this year. Boom, they're stars. <laughs> so then, the league's definition. So your rest policy could change mid-season. That is exactly right. <laughs> the rules won't apply to you the same okay. until you're a boop. He's a star now. Do you want to go through that list one more time just so uh, just so I make sure I have it all? Russell Westbrook, yes. Brandon Ingram, Clay Thompson, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maxey, that's Scotty Barnes, Paolo Bancaro, and Jamal Murray. Wow. And I'd love incredible. for you, I, ESPN has yeah. a list of the players who are stars, so you yeah. can go through that. And I'd love for you, if you ever have time, you know, tonight, yes. third quarter, I don't know how good a game's going to be. Maybe I'll have some spare time. Uh, Maybe, probably, <laughs> love definitely. Love to see which names jump out at you okay. as non-stars. Absolutely. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. You'll. I'll. Uh, I'll. Maybe I'll even take a look at it during this break, and uh, and I'll come back to you. I appreciate what the league's trying to do. Good luck. It just feels like a hollow gesture. I don't know. I. I. Yeah. We'll. We'll see how it goes. That's. I'll. I'll have a positive mindset going into it that it'll help, but I just don't think it's going to matter. Yeah. The season is. Uh, season is too long. It is. I mean, at the end of the day, 82 games is just – it's it's about 10 to even like 15 too much. And we know that that's not going to change anytime soon. So, Oh, we have a tie, by the way, in the three-on-three tournament hey. poll. Weber, Page, Jay will tied now with Fox Ooh. and Bonus Monk. Past that could go present. any which way. And coming up next, good. back to the 49ers. You look at a lot of these power rankings. You don't really need to do that. We're better than that. But if you look <laughs> at them – the 49ers are on top of a lot of them. Can the 49ers really be considered the best team in the league with so many offensive line question marks? We'll take a hard look at that. We dare to go where no one else dares to go. Next year, Whitey and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.